Strained, 
Hey, that's all cool, but can you get your head the fuck out so we can let this go? It's getting kind of heavy. In the film, she simply says, Lena, this is getting heavy. A final beat on Lena's puzzled expression, second 18. Thornton clears her throat off screen. Lena looks up, then away, hesitates, then sits up out of the way of the gator's mouth. Ventress remains in view, staring. She looks up toward Thornton just as the jaw shuts with a wet thump, second 22. Back to black. The script goes straight to the boat ride through the swamp. The film takes us to Lomax, questioning Lena. The shadows of the abyss are like the petals of a monstrous flower that shall blossom within the skull and expand the mind beyond what any man can bear. Those fruits shall come ripe, and in the darkness of that which is golden shall split open to reveal the revelation of the fatal softness in the earth. There shall be in the planting, in the shadows, a grace and a mercy that shall bloom dark flowers and their teeth shall devour and sustain and herald the passing of an age, while from the dim-lit halls of other places forms the ever could be, writhe for the impatience of the few who have never seen or been seen in the black water with the sun shining at midnight, that which dies shall still know life in death, for all that decays is not forgotten, and reanimated shall walk the world in a bliss of not knowing, but whether it decays under the earth or above on green fields or out to sea or in the very air, all shall come to revelation and to revel in the knowledge of the strangling fruit, and the hand of the sinner shall rejoice where lies the strangling fruit that came from the hand of the sinner, I shall bring forth the seeds of the dead to share with the worms that gather in the darkness and surround the world with the power of their lives. For there is no sin in shadow or in light that the seeds of the dead cannot forgive. Max questioning Lena in the Southern Reach facility, but before we get to either of those things, I want to start to tell you about the tower and the writing on the wall, major elements of the novel Annihilation that do not survive into the film. The novel begins with the tower. Quote, The tower, which was not supposed to be there, plunges into the earth in a place just before the black pine forest begins to give way to swamp, and then the reeds and wind-gnarled trees of the marsh flats. Beyond the marsh flats and the natural canals lies the ocean, and a little farther down the coast, a derelict lighthouse. All of this part of the country had been abandoned for decades, for reasons that are not easy to relate. End quote. An echo of the earlier novel Roadside Picnic, of course in that the larger area nearby has been abandoned, and the general public knows that this is a place off-limits. But the film makes it more clear that the shimmer has been kept secret, that Area X keeps people away. Southern Reach, whether a private or a government agency, has not let slip just yet that anything extraordinary is going on. But, back to our biologist narrator. Quote, our expedition was the first to enter Area X for more than two years, and much of our predecessors' equipment had rusted, their tents and sheds little more than husks. Looking out over that untroubled landscape, I do not believe any of us could yet see the threat. End quote. Not a bad beginning, but we must skip ahead for more on the tower. Quote, As noted, we found the tower in a place just before the forest became waterlogged and then turned to salt marsh. This occurred on our fourth day after reaching base camp, by which time we had almost gotten our bearings. We did not expect to find anything there based on both the maps that we brought with us and the water-stained, pine-dust-smeared documents our predecessors had left behind. But there it was, surrounded by a fringe of scrub grass half-hidden by fallen moss off to the left of the trail. A circular block of some grayish stone seeming to mix cement and ground-up seashells. It measured roughly 60 feet in diameter, this circular block, and was raised from ground level by about 8 inches. Nothing had been etched into or written on its surface that could in any way reveal its purpose or the identity of its makers. Starting at due north, a rectangular opening set into the surface of the block revealed stairs, spiraling down into darkness. 
The entrance was obscured by the webs of banana spiders and debris from storms, but a cool draft came from below. At first, I only saw it as a tower. I don't know why the word tower came to me, given that it tunneled into the ground. I could as easily have considered it a bunker, or a submerged building. Yet as soon as I saw the staircase, I remembered the lighthouse on the coast, and had a sudden vision of the last expedition drifting off, one by one, and sometime thereafter the ground shifting in a uniform and pre-planned way, to leave the lighthouse standing where it had always been, but depositing this underground part of it inland. I saw this in vast and intricate detail as we all stood there, and looking back I mark it as the first irrational thought I had once we had reached our destination. This is impossible, said the surveyor, staring at her maps. The solid shade of late afternoon cast her in cool darkness and lent the words more urgency than they would have had otherwise. The sun was telling us that soon we'd have to use our flashlights to interrogate the impossible, although I'd have been perfectly happy doing it in the dark. And yet there it is, I said, unless we are having a mass hallucination. The architectural model is hard to identify, the anthropologist said. The materials are ambiguous, indicating local origin, but not necessarily local construction. Without going inside, we will not know if it is primitive, or modern, or something in between. I'm not sure I would want to guess at how old it is, either. The entrance to the tower, leading down, exerted a kind of presence, a blank surface that let us write so many things upon it. This presence manifested like a low-grade fever, pressing down on all of us.
We will leave it there for now. Let my reference to the writing on the wall be a mystery or biblical illusion. Second 24, fade in on Lena in white, sitting in that chair in the interrogation room. We might not immediately notice the tattoo inside her left forearm, but the film will draw attention to it soon. We are outside the blue glass, and the white uniforms and face masks of observers reflect vaguely in that glass. Lena's hands are close together, the fingers of one hand barely touching the fingers of the other. Her focus is vaguely ahead, but she does not seem to be speaking directly to anybody. Lena, the, the mutations were subtle, subtle at, at first. first. More, More extreme, extreme as we grew, as we grew closer, closer to the, the lighthouse. House. Corruptions of form. Duplicates of form. Lomax, off-screen. Duplicates. Lena looks down at her left arm, the figure eight Ouroboros tattoo. So far in the film, we would not have noticed this tattoo. It poked out of Thorinson's sleeve just barely as the women approached the shimmer. The script notes the tattoo specifically when Thorinson is introduced in the firing range, but that scene did not survive the transition to the screen. We have seen Lena's arm before. Minutes 18 to 21 in bed with Kane. She had no tattoo on her arm. Lena. Echoes. She raises her left arm and seems puzzled by the tattoo. Whether this is original Lena altered by the shimmer, or one copy in a series of copies, the only one to survive her interaction with a new one and to leave the shimmer, she should know somewhere, even if only in the back of her mind, that she did not have this tattoo before. But does she know from whence it came? Did she even notice it on Thorinson's arm? On the body we will see in minute 46, but she, in this scene, saw it days ago. Did she notice the tattoo on Meyer's arm? Or was she too distracted by what he had been turned into? Second 50. Angle on Lomax from his right. Observers behind the glass beyond. Lomax. Is it possible these were hallucinations? Second 54. Back to Lena. She thinks before she answers. Lena. I wondered, I wondered that myself. myself. But they were... And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Thank you.